Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special announcement episode of Comment Section. Biggest news uh, of the year. Yeah, yeah. Today on the RSSS feed, this is a <laughs> podcast from uh, 2004. Oh, yes. Still on an RSSS feed. It's not outdated. Exactly. Um, but today on the RSSS feed, um, we're, we're going to talk about a bit of news. Just one bit of news for today. And uh, do you want to... Take us off a bit of a, an exciting piece of news. Um, yes. At least now, for the context of, of this podcast. So do you want to take it Oh, here? yes. Now, sometimes you'll read a piece of news. You know, sometimes it's a normal day. And you just go look at the entertainment sites like Deadline Variety. Just out of curiosity. And then there's a piece of news that rocks your world. And you're like, what? No way. <laughs> Because it's also been something that you thought could be a possibility for a little bit. And now it's actually going to happen. And that is the news that in Deadpool 3, Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine. That's right. Wow. Yes. So I'm not going to lie. I wasn't able to write an outline for my thoughts about this. So I'm just going to speak off the cuff with this one. So. I'm not going to lie. For those of you who've watched this show for a little bit, you know I'm not a fan of the current direction Marvel is heading. You know, they've been relying a little bit too much on their jokes. They've gotten rid of a lot of their characters. Um, Sadly, um, She-Hulk, which was a show that I was just like, oh, it's going to be crap. Then I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, it peaked with that first episode, and it's just uh, downhill ever since. Uh, although I've seen season two of Daredevil, and holy crap, that's a Daredevil show I've been wanting to see. But yeah, just just to throw some good Marvel stuff in there. But um, so as someone who's not a fan of the current direction of Marvel, there's something I guess comforting about going back to what worked. So it's kind of like, you know, after the Dark Knight Rises, there was some, you know, kind of losing my interest. And I was just like, oh my God, this horrible Batman movie. There was something comforting about, well, this year we also had Justice League Doom, which had a a lot of the cast from Justice League Unlimited, Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg. And I mean, you can't do it all the time. Because the characters need to move forward. They need to be reinterpreted for new generations. But there is just something comforting about going back home. And I've been saying for a while, the thing that the MCU has missed. By the end of Endgame, the thing the MCU was missing was they didn't have anchor characters. So they lost Cap. They lost Iron Man. Unfortunately, they also lost Black Panther. And they also, they they had butchered Spider-Man and they had butchered Hulk. However, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, we got Spider-Man back on track. And, you know, for me, it's always just like, with DC, it's like, all right, get Batman right, you get Batman right, all right, let's try Superman. For me, it's like, all right, for at least Spider-Man No Way Home, they got Spider-Man back on track. But you know what the next thing they need to do is? X-Men. 
which is for me like their right, their second best yeah. franchise. And let's be honest, Wolverine is everybody's favorite character in the X Men. So <laughs> that I just I couldn't believe this news. I mean, look, after Toby and Andrew, we knew it was probably gonna happen, but yet. Re- hearing that news, it's official. Hugh Jackman's coming back one last time as Wolverine. So we'll kind of talk about what does this mean for the future of the movies? What does, you know, what are we expecting for this movie? But real quick, your thoughts on the return of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Um, You know, uh, yeah, I think this is really exciting. And I can echo um, one thing that you said that like it's comforting to go back to what worked. I think that's um, a really good way to put it because I couldn't totally put why I think that this news is really exciting. You know, I um, uh, I never considered myself like an X-Men fan, really enjoyed um, a couple of the movies uh, in the early to mid 2000s yeah uh, and um yeah i i did really enjoy them and stuff but uh you know it's it's still not like uh an area where i'm the biggest fan i actually this is might be kind of an aside but i think i had a kind of um realization recently because someone uh i remember someone not too long ago saying like are you a marvel fan and in the moment, <laughs> I just I it was kind of a, a realization moment because I said, I guess I'm a Spider-Man fan because I just kind of was like looking back uh, at my history with um, uh, Marvel in general and thinking like, you know, I think my history is more with Spider-Man than really any other character. <laughs> Um, and yeah, because uh, I believe when you we started this show, you hadn't re- you'd seen a bit of phase one of the MCU, but you haven't mm-hmm. really kept up. Yeah, I yeah, there had been a I probably had seen about 10% of the MCU when we started, which is like you know, a, a couple movies or something. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that was just kind of the reality that I, I had, had come to. Um, but, you know, um, my early ventures into really trying to commit to get into the MCU did, you know, come with some appreciation for characters past and thinking, like, what's missing from here and going back to, you know, X-Men is missing from here. And I can also say with that realization that I just mentioned that I can, I think, officially say, too, like, the MCU is just kind of dead to me. I don't <laughs> care in the slightest. Um, there, I don't have a single thing to look forward to, really. Maybe if there's a new Spider-Man movie, but I don't know. I'm not in a place where I like trust it's going to be good. So, um, you know, they I'll have just to say, win me over Real big. quick, I'll just say, I think No Way Home is a better ending for the MCU than Endgame. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I feel like that movie gave me closure in some weird way, even though I do think that there are some good stories that could be told post that. It, it just like feels a reinvention, like, but yeah, like I I just know for me, like I like Endgame, but it was a little bit like it wasn't like a 
a big triumphant like yeah ending like there's moments that i like like portal scene is cool time travel but mm. no way home is just like wow we got there and i'm okay leaving like i'll still watch dr strange like it's weird like dr strange multiverse of madness to me is an epilogue it's like all mm-hmm. right let's kind of wrap up some stuff that we didn't get to yeah <clears throat> yeah um yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that um, Endgame was an ending, but an ending that also left um, left some threads that you know I didn't even really care enough to follow up on because No Way Home is the only one after that I've seen. <laughs> so, um, but No Way Home felt like the way it affected me was like you know I'm done. <laughs> that was really good and I'm done. Um but uh yeah, then there's this um, you know, lingering, you know, that isn't all that Marvel has to offer right now because there's at this point at least still another non-connected Marvel universe of Marvel and um kind of uh it's refreshing to remember that and have like you know a character um come you know come back and uh you know it, yeah it's comforting like you said yes so real quick let's talk about our anticipation for Deadpool 3 and how we think this could affect you know, I guess the legacy of the X-Men franchise that we had from Fox so I'm going to be honest Every time there's a new Deadpool movie, I never have faith in it. I'm like, it's going to be terrible. I'm yeah. not even going to bother to see it in theaters. So, <laughs> and that was Deadpool 1. Yeah. I was just like, it's going to be terrible. I know it's going to be crap. It's just going to be, I, I guess I was assuming more Marvel humor than like the Harley Quinn type show. But yeah, I was just like, it's going to be terrible. and I'm going to hate it. And it took me over a year to finally sit down and watch the first Deadpool movie. And I was just like... <laughs> holy crap, this really works. This is actually yeah. really good. And I yeah, couldn't believe it. And you know, I, you know what I also think? I think that compared to like a movie like Thor, Love and Thunder or whatever, mm-hmm. I think what really helps the Deadpool franchise is that it's a more comedic um, part of what's more of a dark, more serious universe. Right. Versus like... The MCU now is very much a comedy show and She-Hulk and Love and Thunder were trying to really, really go out there with even more comedy. So mm-hmm. it just it just became stupid. Mm-hmm. So, again, I haven't seen Love and Thunder. I've seen the first, was it six episodes of She-Hulk? Seven Ironically, I haven't seen the two with Daredevil yet, but one day. <laughs> it's like I, I am sticking through. I'm gonna see Daredevil. Damn it, I'm gonna see Daredevil. It's this whole yeah. awful spirit experience. Hasn't been worth it. I also know Hulk shows up at the end, but I'm like, I'm sticking through to get to Daredevil. Mm-hmm. By the way, there was this one, I think it was episode five, and you knew you could tell that Marvel knew it was a dud because it was mm-hmm. really bad. And at the end, they have this very obvious shot of she goes to like this person who's going to make her a suit. 
And at the end, yeah. the camera pans over to a box that has Daredevil's mask in it. And you could tell it was them being like, guys, look, we know this episode sucked, but Daredevil <laughs> is coming. Remember? Remember uh, Daredevil? He's coming. And I was just like, I was just like, screw this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, episode one, still the best episode Disney Plus has ever had of a Marvel thing. But wow, it 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 did not match the rest of the show. That's an it odd was, trajectory for sure. Yes, it's it's gotten progressively worse each episode. Yeah, but I heard the Daredevil one, the first Daredevil one, is supposed to be pretty good. But um, where did we go with that? Oh, so yeah, MCU didn't have faith in the first uh, Deadpool movie. So first one comes out, it's great. Then the second one comes out, and I'm like, no. You know why? They got lucky <laughs> once. They can't do it again. It's going to suck yeah. this time. Yeah. It's going to be garbage. It's going to be awful. So I'm not even going to bother to see it in theaters. And then I think it was Christmas 2018. I got the DVD, popped it in. And I was like, huh, I think I like this more than the first one. <laughs> why do I bring that up? Because it's De- Deadpool 3. And I still don't have faith. That's going to be good. I still think it's going to suck because there, here, there's a big difference now. It's not under Fox. It's under Marvel. As we've learned from She-Hulk, as we've learned from trailers for Ragnarok, I mean, for um, Love and Thunder, Marvel isn't funny. They think they're funny, but they're not. So I'm just like, this Deadpool movie is going to suck. I also think that while I'm excited to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I still think, look, it's it's my whole big thing. With now that Deadpool is going to be in the MCU, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is going to be an alternate universe version. It's not going to be the Wolverine like it was in the Fox universe. And I'm expecting they'll throw him under the bus to prop up their new Wolverine. Kind of like in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, they threw Charles Xavier and John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic under the bus to prop up Scarlet Witch. So, however, I so I'm looking forward to this movie. I believe, but here's the thing: I'd rather we live in a world where they're going to give it a try, because I believe the fact that Hugh Jackman's coming back. Five years later, after Logan, it must really say something that they were able to bring him back. Mm-hmm. So I 100% believe that they think they have a good story. And, you know, like I said with Michael Keaton in The Flash, I'm expecting to be disappointed. But I'd rather we live in a world where they try. Like, yeah, I don't like the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. But I'm glad they gave it a shot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like it, but you can tell they, they like, from interviews with Mark Guggenheim, he thought he was making something fans would love. And definitely have my issues with some of the stuff he did with the Arrowverse. But I, I, I can't fault him for that. It's like, well, I can tell you clearly, you thought you were making something fans would love, and that's really all you can ask. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm expecting you to be disappointed. But I'd rather we live in a world where they gave it a shot. And also, here's the thing. Here's a little asterisk. 
mm-hmm. that we didn't have when Michael, when Michael Keaton was in The Flash. Spider-Man No Way Home shows that it can work. Like, yeah. that movie should have been terrible, but it worked. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Like, okay, if you did it once, maybe you can do it again. And maybe it will help if the film is set where the whole movie's in the Fox universe and at the end, he goes to the MCU. But I guess besides just like uh, Wolverine coming back, what are your expectations for Deadpool 3? Because have you seen both of them? Yeah, they're both great. Okay. <laughs> they're both great. Um, it was actually only, I think it was on this podcast at one point where you, where I was like, yeah, Deadpool one was great, but like I, it's you know, Deadpool two is it's a sequel. It's not going to be as good as. And then you were like, uh, "It's actually great," and I oh, literally yeah. watched it like that night or something. <laughs> um, and it was, I'd say, equally good <laughs> to, to the first one. And um, so yeah, it's clearly a franchise I like. I think I'm in what you just said like i i've been excited what you just said like kind of refreshed a lot of the realities of what we're looking at. like it's not the same situation um you know like it's it's also just like it is it's hard to not think it's significant that like it disney owns deadpool now yeah and although we've heard some interviews I, I don't know if I trust them, but we have heard them say that Disney is really kind of letting them do whatever they want. And that's what I hope, because um, like if they had it to begin with and they were like, let's make a Deadpool movie, I would be like, there's no way Disney would put out something like this, um, like it ended up being. But um, if... If if there's a recognition that what they do works and that they're you know they have creative freedom genuinely, then I have a lot of hope. And it's uh then like it all. It's also the fact that I think the for me the main the MCU movie that worked recently was the one where there was a respectful homage to characters in the past. So, you know, it gives me hope that they could do this right um, because they did it right. Um, yeah, No Way Home easily makes me far more optimistic. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I think if it wasn't for No Way Home, I'd be like, no, don't do this. It's going to be awful. But No Way Home's yeah. like, it can work. Yeah, exactly. If No Way Home was bad, I think probably both of us would have zero faith. Yes. Um. But I think it can work. And so I'm optimistic that it will work. Yes. So I guess we'll wrap this up. Though I do have a rabbit hole that I've been saving, that I've been wanting to bring up. Okay. But a lot of people have been wondering, what does this do? Now that we're having a new ending to the era, to the Hugh Jackman era of mm-hmm. Wolverine. Although... Is it the ending though? Because, like I said, Secret Wars. I I'm calling everyone, everyone, Toby, Hugh Jackman, 
Chris Evans as Cap and the Human Torch. The Thing <laughs> for be the one that wears pants, not the 2015 one, but that was a weird choice too. He just walks around naked. But um, I think yeah. everyone will be in it. Don't think it'll be a great movie because I kind of think I could see this being CW Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths more than I can being uh, No Way Home with so many characters. But mm-hmm. I think we'll probably see him at least pop up in Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. But people have been wondering, what does this mean for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Now, for me, I've always felt like um, in 2014, we had X-Men Days of Future Past. And for me, once that movie came out, I was like, wow, because it is set in the future. Well, it's a time travel movie, but our main character is from the future. So it's set in the future. Mm-hmm. That's that's my view of it. Like, yeah, it, I get you. Yes. <laughs> kind of like how Mar- like, um, Marty McFly is from the 80s. So the movie, you know, what? A, there's a whole yeah. really mind the, thing you can the, think the about. Point of, the point of view is from the 80s in that movie. Even yes. though it mostly takes place in the 50s, the point of view is the 80s. Yes. So it felt to me like after X-Men Days of Future Past, like we wrapped it up. It's done. It didn't feel yeah. like with Toby and Andrew where they kind of got canceled. Like, right. all right, I guess we're done now. But like X-Men Days of Future Past put a nice little bow on it. And, you know, we had him pop up in X-Men Apocalypse afterwards for a little mm-hmm. cameo. And we had Logan, which, you know, when it first came out, I was not a fan of Logan. I'll just be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people are down clicking this video right now. I'm just being honest. Because <laughs> why yeah. not? Why not tell the truth? I wasn't a fan of Logan when it came out. However, we do know that, like, you know, from comments from Hugh Jackman and from James Mangold, the director, that's an Elseworld story like the comic book. It was based mm-hmm. on Old Man Logan was, except they changed mm-hmm. the ending. Because at first, when you see Logan, it's a little bit like, all that time was kind of for nothing, wasn't it? It was just, it's kind of yeah. just like, what was the point of it all? Yeah. It, but then, um, you're like, all right, it's an Elseworlds story. But, you know, they did change something from the Old Man Logan comic. And I was just like, it's Elseworlds, why should I care? And then I played the video game Red Dead Redemption. Like, um, you know, the Western Grand Theft Auto yeah, type game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I finished it. And once I finished that game, I was like, oh, that's what Logan was going for. It's a homage to a Western. So yeah. after I finished that game, I went back to Logan. I was just like, okay, I get it now. Like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a superhero movie I want. But it's a loving homage to the Western genre. All of its cliches and not cliches, um, a, a bunch of homages to that. Yeah. To that. Um, so at, then I was like, okay, I get it. And I appreciate Logan for what it is. However, it did always bother me that, you know, Hugh Jackman's last time it was Wolverine was an Elseworlds thing, you know? Like it wasn't proper Wolverine. And, um, again, X-Men Days of Future Past wrapped up everything, so it felt like it was done. 
And then after Disney bought Fox, they released one last X-Men movie, which was X-Men Dark Phoenix, which, you know, besides New Mutants, which I haven't even seen New Mutants yet, but one day it's on Disney Plus now. So we got to we got to You know, that's <laughs> forget where we're at. That's episode 100. One. Yeah, we're 100. Watch, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're going to watch the New Mutants finally. Yes. So we had X-Men Dark Phoenix. Which was, you know, the finale to the X-Men films. And it yeah. always bothered me how, like, and look, at the time I can be like, well, isn't it nice how, like, the X-Men movies, if you watch them in release date, they end, it ends at the point of where the characters were at the start of the first X-Men movie. Like, mm-hmm. you wrap up the 90s, next one would have been 2000s. Boom, that's when the first movie takes place. But I kind of always felt like, you know, having X-Men Dark Phoenix and the Fox era of X-Men was basically like if for the series finale of Family Matters, they did an episode that was a flashback to a week before Urkel moved in next door. <laughs> like, it's, it just felt yeah. like a little odd. Like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's where we're going. Like, a week before, like, right before everyone's favorite character pops up. Right. So there is something a little bit like this is going to attempt to put another capper to the Fox era of X-Men movies. And, you know, for me, it's kind of like um, like the best way I can describe the Flash movie is this is like, all right, you are a continuation of the Ben Affleck Batman. That's how I'm going in viewing it as convince me why you're a sequel to Tim Burton's Batman. It's like you're a sequel to that to uh you know Ben's Batman convince me why you should be canon to Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I'm viewing. I'm like, "All right. This is our first MCU Deadpool movie with a version of Wolverine." So there's that. Convince me why you're canon to the Fox movies. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit like if it sucks it's just an Elseworlds version. That's kind of how I'm going into it. But yeah, there is something kind of nice about if this is the end, if it's going to give it a new finale, like No Way Home gave a new finale to those Spider-Man movies. Right. There's not a better way to go out than with Wolverine and Deadpool. And we're getting the one thing, like if Hugh Jackman had never been in a Deadpool movie or at least Wolverine it would always be something that we'd always be thinking like darn like wish that could have happened but now it's just like all right we are getting kind of in a way the last check mark like I mean we did have them cross over in X-Men Origins Wolverine but like it's kind of the last thing we've been wanting for this Deadpool trilogy and if this is the way they're going to end the trilogy look they have the right pieces it's just, you know what? Whatever happens, I'm glad they're going for it. So what do you think about this new way they're, I guess, a new ending or at least epilogue to the Fox era of X-Men and Hugh Jackman's time as Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'm glad they're going for it. I don't have, like... Uh, I don't even know how to put it i guess i'm um 
with this announcement, I'm like, I, I don't feel under the impression or do I have an expectation for this to um, like wrap it up in a satisfying way because it's a Deadpool movie. Kind and to of. be fair, X, it's already wrapped up with uh, Days of Future yeah, Past. And, that, and that's part of it is that I was. Um, it, uh, it, it feels more, and maybe that does go into what you're saying with like the, the, the Spider-Man's is where, um, you know, not wrapped up and that, so that movie could serve as a little bit of a closure. This doesn't have that hanging thread of needing closure in the way that those did. Um, so I don't have an expectation for that and if that's what it tries to do i don't know if i would feel quite the same as like in the case of spider-man i i kind of feel like this is really nice to go back to but it, it doesn't have the same need um as as you know it might for another character and another actor um so you know even a cameo like it, it doesn't need to satisfyingly wrap it up in my view so but you know, I, I almost in, think i was just gonna say in a way like there's it it kind of feels like there's two wrap-ups that you could even incorporate into your headcanon anyway with Logan. So um, it's, it feels very much like this is um, just like a bonus. Yes. Nice little bonus gift. I almost mm -hmm. think, you know, thinking about, I almost think this is something that's more important for the MCU than it is for the Fox era because... Mm -hmm. Look, whenever you talk about, look, a lot of fans are now kind of realizing the MCU is dropping in quality. But what is the one thing people keep on saying whenever someone says, I think I'm out, but X-Men's coming, but X-Men's coming. And you have, well, look, this is pretty much an X-Men movie. You got Wolverine with another person. It's an X-Men movie. <laughs> There's going to be a lot riding on this. This is a mm -hmm. really important movie because X-Men is a thing people are putting their money on is like this can move the MCU forward another few years. And yeah. if this doesn't work, you know, if they flub Spider-Man four and then this doesn't work, they are really, really going to be in trouble. But if it does work, yeah. you can extend it a little longer. Like right now mm -hmm. it is kind of limping along, but I mean, Spider-Man definitely like was a defibrillator and <laughs> Put some life into it, but yeah, there's that. So, real quick, because we are running out of time, I will give my one rabbit hole. I had three written, but we will go with the one I've been wanting to ask you. All right, yeah, all right. What, in your opinion, in all of human history, so this is a thinker, is the most overrated story ever told? Oh, geez, the most overrated story ever told. Um, because I said one to my sister, and she's like, you know what? You're right. You are right. 
I, I'm kind of wondering what you're thinking about this. The first thing that came to mind, I think because you may, mentioned it earlier, uh, I don't think this is where you're going with the question. Um, I'll say it, though, that you mentioned three of the most iconic characters ever in the last episode. I truly think that James Bond is like the lamest <laughs> character of all time. Really? I hate everything about it. <laughs> I You hate how he has like, to get his drink the same way every time. It just seems so, so like it's just British propaganda. <laughs> it's uh it's it, it's truly like there's nothing interesting about it to the point that it's just like this weird like fictional version of suave masculinity that is uh uh and i i've never enjoyed one any of the movies i've seen so you, how um, many have you seen i've not i've two. seen zero i've seen two i've seen two the newer ones um, or one of the older i've ones? seen an older one that i don't even know what it was but it was an old uh it was a much older one was it everyone's I've favorite seen... title octopussy it wasn't that <laughs> I wish I awkward when you pick up the wrong tape at the video store. Back it might have been like Goldfinger or something. Um, and I've seen Casino Royale, which that was the better one, the newer one. That a lot of people say that was okay. one of the best ones. Yeah, I, I, like I could, I think that was a good movie. But the way you phrased the question, the least in the least interesting story. That's what I feel about James Bond is that like they squeezed a good movie out of a bad premise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I know is like a really big thing to say. It's James Bond. But it just it came to mind how much I have a distaste for James Bond when you brought that up um, and how little it interests me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I have a feeling that the angle you're going with the question is Maybe you're thinking of some kind of um, like famous, even almost like an ancient story the, or something. It's older. It's not ancient, though. Okay. All right. What I'm about to say may hurt some people, but I don't okay. care. It's the most well, overrated story Think about story what I just told. said. Yes. Maybe even more the so British than what are you gonna just be said. Angry. Okay, people okay, are going to be hurt when I say it, but damn it, someone needs to say it. All right. Say it. Alice in Wonderland is the most overrated story of all time. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Alice in Wonderland sucks. I actively know people who would be extremely upset with you right now. Yes. It is such a dull, uninteresting story. It's basically, oh, look, there's some weird stuff. Oh, uh, it's, basically, she's on drugs or something. Mm -hmm. who, who cares? Yeah. I've seen the Disney movie. And you know how this came about? Last, like, I think it was in April or something. I went to Disney World. With you know my parents and my sister, and they were doing a movie screening. And guess what they chose out of all Disney movies? Alice in Freaking Wonderland. <laughs> and I said, you know what? That is the most overrated story ever told. The only time it's ever been interesting was when they made the Mad Hatter a Batman villain. <laughs> and I I'm just like, this is a story that just doesn't work. You can try to make it up different ways. But it just, it, it's never worked and never will work. It is, dare I say, lame. It sucks. <laughs> you know, it's, 
I'm not a huge Alice in Wonderland fan, but I, I feel like I disagree in a lot of the general concepts of it because I have to say, I think maybe my favorite type of story is a story where someone gets whisked away and they meet one individual after the other along a road until they finally reach the end. Like Wizard of Oz. And like Onward, which oh, is yes. even better than Wizard of Oz. Yes. Um, and uh, I just love that method of storytelling so much. And I also just love like media that just gets to just try and be as weird as possible <laughs> and um, just doesn't really have any limits. Um, it's the reason why, and it is like an absolute taste thing. There's the reason why I like the show Adventure Time and how it just has like infinite possibilities for like throwing weird stuff at you and being creative with it. Um, uh, I guess the only aspect I could agree with your statement is that there isn't a whole lot of story there at all. It's no. mostly just the weird characters. Like, it would be uh, different if they had made it actually interesting. But it's just, they bumps into some random crap. I think that the extremely artistic choices in the characters and, like, the character design, uh, both in, both as, as a, both as a drawing and as a character design and also as a writing thing, makes it a stronger story than does the plot. So I yes. think that when you like it, you like the art artistry of making characters. Then it's you more like you enjoy spending time with those characters than with on Alice's journey. Yeah, and honestly, I tend to not be uh, much of a plot focused uh, lover of media anyway. I screw uh, plot. I really. Genuinely, it's okay. one of the la the least interesting things to me, and we have less than a minute. So. Yes, we'll have to cut you off there. So, guys, there we go <laughs> with this exciting announcement. Wolverine is back. Shink, shink, or whatever. Yep. Ching, ching. Well, that's what Disney will be doing later. But <laughs> back yes, in Deadpool. Wolverine is back. Hey, maybe Tobey Maguire will finally get that crossover between the two. Yeah. Who knows? Deadpool can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm just saying stuff, trying to... Yeah, and you know, and, and you know when it happens, I don't care if the plot is good. I just care if you keep falling down that rabbit, that rabbit hole. hole. You diss our line. Oh, keep falling down that rabbit I... hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we made it better, so there we go. Alice owes us. All right. All right. Give us those royalty checks, Disney. Yeah, you owe it to us. Yes. Time to stop the recording before they kick us off. Yeah. <laughs>